0: From the Capitol in Madison, this is Whiz Politics Midday. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeff Myers from WispPolitics.com here for Midday, brought to you by Spectrum. I'm welcoming in Adam Kelmhofer. He's a reporter for WisPolitics.com, And we're talking about the biggest story of the week. It's not the Bucks. It's Mandela Barnes getting in a race for U.S. Senate. Not entirely a surprise because uh, he didn't announce that he was running for lieutenant governor again at the Dem convention, so um, there was a lot of speculation that he was jumping in. Adam was at the news conference this week where Mandela Barnes joined, formally joined the Senate race. It's a crowded field. Uh, he makes He's the eighth declared candidate, and then a potential ninth is waiting in the wings. Welcome, Adam. How are
1: you? I am doing pretty good, Jeff. Um, especially after that Bucks win. To be honest, I'm a Milwaukee resident, so I, I have to be proud of the Bucks for that. Um, well,
0: once every fifty years, I think it's okay to win a championship in in your sport. You know, at least once every fifty years. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, once in a while. Yeah, and I'm not going to say you know, uh, naming all, naming the people and uh, naming the starters on the '71 Bucks team. You know, uh, that's probably easier than naming the uh, the eight declared candidates for uh, in the the U.S. Senate primary. But uh, I had to look them up. Actually, there's um, um, Kareem or Lew Cinder at the time, Oscar Robertson, Bob Dandridge and um, John McLaughlin. And then I'm missing somebody, but anyway, that's that's my that, that's going to be a trivia question. Okay, anyway, we're talking about the U.S. Senate race, and uh, you were th- there for uh, Mandela Barnes is uh, uh, declaring that he's jumping into this race. What would set the scene for us there? What was it like?
1: Yeah, Jeff. So it was at uh, Sherman Phoenix in Milwaukee. That's on Milwaukee's north side. Um, we were there for a governor's press conference earlier this year. It's Basically a group of quite a few uh, restaurants and other kinds of businesses like barbershops, coffee shop in there. Uh, There's a bunch of different things in there. It's a nice place for lunch. But um, Mandela Barnes seemed to think it was a nice place to announce his candidacy, Um, although he did announce it a few hours ahead of that. Um, But it was it was a good press conference. He had there were a lot of people there, to be honest. The whole room where he was speaking was packed with uh, Barnes supporters there were quite a few uh, Democratic represent- like state representatives uh, in attendance as well. Christine Sonicky was there. Francesca Hong was there. Uh, quite a few others were there. I'm not going to name them all. There's a lot of names to list in this episode. Um, as you said, eight Senate candidates for the Democratic Party, um, although not all candidates. Uh, Olakara is still undeclared. Well, yeah, Olakara would be number nine. O-
0: Stephen Olakara, the founder of the Millennial Action Project, would be number nine. Um, and he's formed an exploratory committee. So um, so so you, you name some other state reps there. You know, I guess we should mention that Mandela Barnes is a former state assembly person um, and uh, from Milwaukee. Uh, and then he ran for the state Senate against Lena Taylor and got beat by quite a wide margin by Lena Taylor, the uh, the uh, current state senator from the area. And then he became. uh, Then he ran for uh, lieutenant governor and uh, is finishing up uh, his term. And the, uh, but he's he's uh, going to leave that behind. He can't run for both lieutenant governor and U.S. Senate. The U.S. Senate primary is in August, so he's giving up that office for this run. And um, although I think he's the most uh, well-known candidate, I don't think uh, from what I gather from. You know, people who have watched these things over the years, he's certainly not guaranteed that it would win the primary. So, um, you know, it's kind of a gamble uh, for him. But, uh, you know, I think there is definitely a lot of progressive uh, support out there. And he is um, he probably starts off as the most well-known uh, uh, figure, even though Godlewski is also a statewide office holder.
1: Yeah, um, that is very right. And. Also, talking about lieutenant governorship, uh, it seems like Evers might be a little bit disappointed in Barnes not being his running mate for the upcoming re-election campaign for Evers. Um, but, you know, Evers hasn't said whether he's going to endorse anyone yet, so that'll be interesting to look for if he does endorse anyone. Um, uh, I
0: don't think they're no, there's not going to be any endorsements.
1: This, you know, I mean, the governor isn't going to endorse anyone
0: I'd, uh, I'd be shocked. I and mean, the Dem Party... They're wrestling with this now. They'd rather not have a combative primary that is in August. You know, only three months before uh, a big election, uh, probably against Ron Johnson. So you know, uh, it, it is tricky. I mean, I think there's debate at the national level about whether uh, the, the national senatorial committee might pick a candidate. Um, but it might be tough because you have uh, some progressive groups that already have uh, uh, endorsed uh, Barnes. You have uh, Emily's List, which has endorsed uh, Sarah Gadluski, the state treasurer. So, um, so anyway, what 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 is uh, Barnes's uh, uh, pitch here? It, it would be a historical run because you'd be the uh, you know the first uh, Black U.S. senator from uh, Wisconsin, but. What's his pitch? What makes him different? Or what, what was he telling his audience uh, uh, about why he should be the guy?
1: Uh, well, he said what really makes him different from the other Democratic candidates is that he's not going to focus his campaign on just beating Ron Johnson. Uh, as we've seen, a lot of those other candidates have been really uh you know, lambasting Ron Johnson um, for, you know, various reasons. They've been talking about how the Dems say it's very necessary to beat him, but Barnes is saying that's not going to be so much a focus of his. He said that's kind of a short term goal. Obviously, they they want to beat Ron Johnson if Ron Johnson does decide to run again. Um, but Barnes is saying he wants to really work to create better jobs for Wisconsinites so that they don't have to. You know, just get along and pay the bills, so that they can save a little bit for retirement, save a little bit for vacations occasionally. Uh, he also also wants to make sure that healthcare isn't tied to jobs, so that everyone has uh, good quality healthcare available. Uh, he also wants to improve jobs across the board, not just in Milwaukee, but you know, farm jobs too, any other rural jobs. Um, and he also said he wants to keep fighting for racial equity uh, and to curb gun violence in Wisconsin, and specifically Milwaukee. He said that's been a big problem, and he wants to make sure that his former neighbors in the 53206 zip code in Milwaukee feel safer than they do they have uh, over the past year or so. All right, so it's sort of a, uh, it
0: sounds like an economic working class um kind of message. Let's hear a clip from, um, you know, the news conference that you attended yesterday uh, with with Mandela Barnes.
1: I'm running for the Senate to provide opportunity to fight for hardworking people just like my parents and so many other people across this entire great state. I'm running to build on the legacy of those brave freedom fighters who came before me who stood up for our most basic rights. I'm running because it's time for Wisconsin to do big and bold things once again.
0: Okay, now um, I guess let's talk about money. Uh, you know, and this this center race. I don't think there's gonna be any shortage of national money pouring into Wisconsin next year between a, uh, a very important governor's race and a very important uh, US Senate race. Um, I think though that the primary candidates uh, will have to raise um, money um, you know, they'll get money from some of their um, endorsing groups, but they're going to have to go out there and show that they can uh, raise money on their own. So uh, who's the leader in the clubhouse so far in terms of money raising in the uh, Democratic field?
1: In the lead, Jeff, we have uh, Alex Lazzari, uh who is an executive for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's on leave from that job right now, but he raised a uh, million dollars in the second quarter of fundraising uh, behind him was state treasurer sarah Godluski with about half a million dollars uh, during the second quarter and then in third place we had tom nelson his campaign took home almost a quarter million dollars 240 thousand dollars so those are the top three uh fundraisers in this race, but as you said, uh, after the primary, you know, they'll have a shot at probably a bigger, you know, fundraising pot. Uh, Democratic strategist Joe Zipecki said that, you know, whoever wins this is going to be looking at a, uh, quote, chatter bomb of online donations uh, once they, you know, clear the primary. Yeah, Zipecki said that to Politico. But
0: um, you know, we we certainly know Joe, and have talked to him, and and uh, yeah, you know, he understands uh, this race. I guess it goes to the point: is whoever wins the race, whoever's the nominee against Johnson, or if Johnson uh, surprises people and then does not run again, whoever that is is going to have plenty of support. It's making sure that um, you know when you have a primary like that, a late primary, that you can jump right away into the general or make sure that, you know, if you're the Democratic Party, you're going to try to make sure you're going to want these candidates not to be tearing each other up, um, you know, um, and not being able to unite uh, the various factions going into uh, uh, the the general. So that's going to be a task. There's bound to be some some tension, especially between those top three. uh, Well, now top four candidates that you mentioned, Barnes, godlewski um nelson and lazary um you know um they're the ones that will be uh, airing ads and throwing at some point there'll be contrast ads or negative ads flying on this now what about on the other side we have ron johnson ron johnson um you know is doesn't seem to be in a hurry to say one way or another you know that's uh He's the incumbent. That's his prerogative, although he's been endorsed by Trump and he's ramping up his fundraising. Um, um, what, what do you make of Mandela Barnes saying it's not just about running against Ron Johnson? So, you I mean, he wants to he wants to project a positive platform uh, beyond just beating the incumbent or taking the seat. Uh, he's trying to create that positive platform.
1: Not that the other candidates aren't, aren't uh, but he said this specifically uh, this week. Right, yeah, he said that in, in the press conference. He said, you know, this isn't just about beating Ron Johnson. And
0: let's, let's, hear, let's hear how he phrases that, because it could be something that he repeats uh, on the campaign trail.
1: And while the most wealthy people in our society, in our communities, continue to get richer, the rest of us are being left behind. And there are far too many elected officials who are focused solely on winning the next partisan showdown, the next political battle, rather than delivering for the people who elected them in the first place.
0: Another thing we should bring up, I think, is is this field. You know, you have when you have a crowded field like this. This is sort of uh, somewhat reminiscent of the 2018 Democratic primary for governor that Evers won. Um, you have a crowded field. Everybody sort of has their you know their lane, so to speak, right? You know. Um, so, uh, you know, Mandela Barnes is, uh, uh, you know, it's a historic run as a black politician, but he's also a 30-something. Now, you have some other 30-somethings in the race, uh, potentially in the race. Uh, uh, Sarah Godlewski, um turning 40 uh, uh, later this year. So she's still a 30-something. You have Lasry. Um, you know the son of uh, one of the bucks owners he's uh, he's a 30 something olivkara uh, who um, founded the millennial action project you know so he's a 30 something who has yet to declare and i think it is um i think uh and uh, ron johnson as a contrast you know is a uh, uh you know is a older white guy so I think that that you know that that's that could be part of um you know a changing of the guard kind of thing or an appeal to younger voters who turned out in um in November of uh, 2020 to uh defeat Trump even though Biden may not have been their first choice. So um you have that element uh you know Godlewski is the most well-known woman in the race um you know uh, and she's got the endorsement of Emily's list so you have uh also have uh, uh, Dr. Patino uh, from the Wausau area, uh, and uh, and then you have um, I think Tom Nelson is it's uh, he's in an interesting sort of lane, if you will. He's a he's a county executive of the county surrounding Appleton, Ottergemy County, former state legislator uh, ran for statewide office um, before, and uh, you know so. The potential uh, he could uh, i think use the electability uh, issue you know i'm i'm getting elected in the valley i could pull votes from the valley you'll need votes from the valley to beat ron johnson um so i mean i think it's interesting how they're all setting up in their lanes and it's going to be a uh, going to be a fascinating primary so we'll keep watching so uh, thank you adam adam kellenhofer uh from WestPolitics.com for being with us today and uh, this is Jeff Mayers signing off for Midday, brought to you by Spectrum. This has been WIS Politics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.